Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident, a podcast dedicated to helping you center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. My name is Cody Rogers. I'm Regan Erickson. And I'm Hannah Erickson. And today starts a new, uh, not series, just a, um, what do we call them? Um, Segment? Yeah, segment. That's Mm -hmm. it. Starts a new segment, um, which we just came up with the name for it uh, on the spot, which um, the the segment's name is On the Spot. On the Spot. We named it On the Spot. So so here's the premise of it. Um, We didn't study this topic. We didn't do a whole bunch of research. We just decided a couple hours ago, hey, let's just talk about this. It's meant to be... Um, just some preliminary or um, off-the-cuff thoughts. It's not mm-hmm. meant to be an in-depth study with a whole bunch of scriptures quoted. I'm sure we'll reference scriptures for sure. But the main goal is not for it to be a teaching. It's meant to just start conversation, maybe get you thinking a bit deeper, and to follow up with any questions you might have, because you can click that beautiful little link in the show notes, mm-hmm. fill out a question, send it, and we will answer it. So... Um, the reason we didn't call it listener questions is because also this wasn't a listener question. So on the spot is literally, we ask the question and then we just talk about it. You guys have anything to add to that? Nope. Nope. Okay. So let's get into today's topic. Today's topic, um, is related to something I feel like we've talked about quite a bit. We have in several episodes mentioned um, what it's looked like to seek godly advice or how to make decisions according to the will of God in your life. Um, The relationship series, we covered it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I know we actually talked about it a little bit in the devotion series already. Um, We've we've talked about it in Summer in the Psalms when we first started that podcast, Um, and we'll certainly hit it again. But today's topic is adjacent to it. Yeah. Right. Adjacent. That's probably a good word. Adjacent to it, mm-hmm. because it's not um, how do you seek advice or how do you receive it, but how do you give it? How do you make sure that when you're talking to a friend, maybe someone in your C group? Hey, by the way, if you're interested in C groups, Cody R at cdbible.org. I'll send you whatever you need. I guess technically you can click that link too and say, Cody, this is not a question, but I'm interested in a C group. Yeah, it would work. <laughs> yeah. So you could do that. Um, Maybe it's a C group. Maybe it's just a friend. Um, how do you know that you're giving advice that is not advice, but it's actually godly counsel, right? I think the way that Hannah worded it when she proposed it was um, godly counsel versus worldly advice, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about it on the spot. What, what do we have to say about how best to make sure we are being godly in what we say towards others in giving them advice. Yeah, maybe let's first define what we mean when we're saying godly counsel versus worldly advice. Like, what's the difference? Can they be the same? That type of stuff. Well, Hannah, I think it's, it sounds like you specifically chose those words, right? Yeah. So what, what was your thought process in that? So like when I think about the difference, I think of, like, let's say that you are considering dating someone. Whenever you ask, should I date this person to a group of believers? Most likely you should receive different input or you're going to receive a different perspective of why you should date this person, why you shouldn't versus your group of non-believing friends. And so your non-believing friends might be like, he's hot. You should totally date him. Right. And then your believing friends may be like, is he in the word regularly? Does he have a personal relationship with the Lord? And there are these two totally different 
um, categories of feedback that we get from someone who is a believer versus someone who isn't, or at least it should be pretty different whenever we're making these big decisions to have these Mm. two perspectives of worldly advice versus biblical wisdom. That's good. I, um, you were, you were, you are much more gracious in your thought process than I was when you answered that, because <laughs> you say that of like, yeah, a believer will give this kind of advice or, and a non-believer, this is the difference you'll see. And I've, I've received the question and I was like, mm, yeah, we should probably tell Christians that half the stuff they say is actually not good. Yeah. Well, that's, that was actually gonna be my next question is, is I can tell you I'm a believer and I have given a lot of worldly advice what? and not biblical advice. And yeah, so, same. But I think that's worth talking about. What's the difference? Yeah, it, I, for me, that's that's the the difference. Is anybody can do it? Clearly, someone who follows the Lord um, would prayerfully have a heart to give actual godly counsel. Mm-hmm. But also, they're the ones who who are going to be able to, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think the difference is the motivation behind it and and where it's rooted. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's why the delineation was made, right, yeah. Hannah? Is that there is a uh, an advice or a counsel given that is rooted in the Word of God and the will of God, um, and then there is advice that's rooted with the world as its value. Yep. Mm-hmm. What it, what it values, which if we're getting down to the heart of it, it's sin, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. godliness, uh, it's righteousness, or it's sinfulness, and um, and sin does a fantastic job disguising itself mm-hmm. as as righteousness. Um, cool. All right. I, f- I feel like that's setting up a good delineation between the two. Anything to add to that before we actually, you know, answer the topic? Um, maybe this is a segue into answering the topic, but you can't give biblical wisdom if you don't know your Bible. And so that is the biggest difference maker is... If you want to be a person that gives godly wisdom, then you should be rooted in scripture and you should be spending that daily time. Like we just talked about with the devotion series that you should be having this personal relationship with the Lord and all of this wisdom comes from that. It comes out of this time that you spend studying God's word. And then it's the application of that in people's lives or in your life. And that's what you can't find in the world um, is wisdom that is poured out of a relationship with the Lord that's founded in scripture. Yeah, um, biblical examples of that, of making sure that you are in relation with the Lord while also being poured out of. Well, I mean, anytime Jesus describes how we should live our life, he says to love the Lord your God first and then to love your neighbor. It's never mm. separated. So that's kind of like a implication based on the way he's presenting that. Definitely. I was thinking of um, Jesus retreats, right? We've talked about it in the devotion series. Jesus retreats and spends time alone with the Lord. God himself retreated to spend time with God himself, mm-hmm. right? And I, th- I think that shows that Jesus was being poured into yep. as mm-hmm. much as he was being poured out of, um, very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too, like Paul, whenever he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ, that it's first Paul in relationship with Christ. And then he is able to bring other believers alongside him. Yeah. And even, even Paul, I cannot remember the reference. So excuse me, listener, you can Google it. Or maybe one of you to know the reference where Paul mentions having gone to Asia for three years after mm-hmm. he was converted before he really sort of began his ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's also just take the fact that Jesus didn't actually start his earthly ministry until he was baptized, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which means there was a buildup of time of him spending with the Lord. And we know he was spending with the Lord 
because scripture does say that he grew in wisdom and stature and mm-hmm. favor with God and man, right? Mm-hmm. So he spent his first 30 some years of life growing in favor and wisdom mm-hmm. before he was poured out of. Um, so I think that's a really good point, Hannah. I think also I d- a little disclaimer, we should be careful that we don't um, cause the fear of not being ready to, mm-hmm. to, to yeah. create a, a lack of willingness to help. Right. So, yeah. if, um, I, I'm pretty much just saying that, like, I agree with Hannah that we should be spending time with the Lord, that we should feel, um, like we are in communion with him, commu- mm-hmm. um, in relationship with him. But what Hannah didn't say is you should feel prepared, mm-hmm. right? Those yeah. are, those are two different things. Um, to feel prepared for something would be to have studied it, to have, I mean, pretty much what we didn't do for this episode, yeah. um, <laughs> to have studied it, to have prepared for it, to have, you know, watched uh, a message or five or 10 on it, mm-hmm. things like that. You may not always feel prepared, um, but you could always know that you're coming from a place of having spent time with the Lord mm-hmm. and having a, a right heart. So mm-hmm. that's a good point. What else we got? Well, I'm trying to think about the best way to phrase this. So this is the fun of it being on the spot. It might be a little rough. I'm just trying to think about how the interaction of like, you know, we're talking about you're never going to feel prepared. We can always be plumbing the depths of scripture, but we can still give biblical advice. And it's not because of us. And I think that's the beauty of it, but it's the spirit working through us. And Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to think about the best way to interact with the spirit in us in the sense that like, We've got this word and we've got the word of God, um, but we're in Christ. And so we have access to God uh, mm-hmm. as we're working with people and talking to people in these interactions. And so, no, you're never going to feel ready. But on another sense, as a believer, no, you're never not ready. Um, with the spirit, you always, always have the opportunity to have some wisdom. Yeah. So... Trust that the Lord will help you say what needs yeah. to be said, mm-hmm. I think is the, the the positive side of it, right? Or like yeah. the inverse, like the Lord will give you the words to say through his spirit and will empower you. Um, Pastor Rob, you know, just preached about being a faithful servant in our church this last Sunday mm-hmm. um, when we're recording this. And one of those things that he points out uh, that's mentioned in Peter is, is very, I think it's Peter, uh, very clear that it is spirit empowered, mm-hmm. right? In Corinthians. Um yeah. See, this is what on the spot. We don't have clear references, but I promise it's, it's, it's in the there. New Testament. It's yeah. There. New Testament, probably Paul well, or Peter, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you just for clarity, this is also seen in the Old Testament. When you think about the prophets, they're giving biblical counsel with the actual words of God, you know, spoken through them. Um, but that's that's also biblical counsel in that sense too. Yeah. The scripture is full of it. And when we say biblical counsel, it does not mean that you are a counselor. Yeah. And that you have to counsel a person. We mean godly advice yeah. and biblical wisdom. I don't want the word counsel to get confused with like, like if your friend is struggling with some really big things and they need a other adult counselor. If they need a person, counselor. Yes. That is not and should not be you. Yeah. It, it, I would almost argue that it's you're like doing a good job of biblically counseling by allowing that person to go work or speak yeah. through these things with somebody who's qualified in a specific way. Yeah. We're essentially just trying to create the difference between a counselor and someone that has given counsel, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. A, you know, um, wise counsel is essentially 
um, something to think or act upon, whereas a counselor is someone to go to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, you have more, Hannah? No, I was going to ask, like, what does this actually look like that's, played out? That's what I was going to get into, because I, I think the things I have to say are probably related to how to check yourself. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, so let's, you know, put, put yourself in this situation where you are in the car and you're just driving, I don't know, to dinner or to hang out. Maybe you're just driving because that's what you and your friend do. Um, and they turn to you and they ask you a question. Hey, what do you think I should do about this boy that likes me? Or, hey, um, what do you think I should do about what my parents said to me? How do you know before you open your mouth that what you're doing is going to be giving godly counsel or godly advice and not just worldly advice? Um, here's my few check yourselves and and then you guys can add to this or clarify. Yeah. First one would be um, your opinion is not the spirit. I don't know how to better to word that, but um, your opinion is not necessarily what the Holy Spirit has to say, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think all of you have an opinion, right? And your opinion is formed by several things, by the people you were raised by, by the messages you've listened to, by the passages you've read in Scripture. Um, They've also been influenced by what you already know about that person. So, for example, if I know that person to be a really negative person, my advice is already going to be influenced to trying to help them not be negative about it, which actually may not be, uh, we, we just need to acknowledge that that's going to color what I say, mm-hmm. right? Like if I know they're a super negative person, I might be overly optimistic all of a sudden in hopes to counter their negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we need to acknowledge the influence that our own personal opinions might have. Mm-hmm. The, opposite of that is like, okay, well, how do I know what's my opinion and what's the spirit, right? Well, one, you can actually read what the fruits of the spirit are. Um, that one's <laughs> luckily, praise God, um, that's listed. You, can, mm-hmm. you know, So if your opinion doesn't match up with one of those fruits of the spirit listed in Galatians, Galatians is the comprehensive yeah. list, right? Yeah. So if it doesn't line up with one of the fruits of the spirit, that should be pretty obvious right off the bat. Two, if your opinion, if you can really point to a place in scripture or a message that you know is rooted in scripture, like I just mentioned something our pastor just preached, right? I know that it was out of a passage. I couldn't tell you the exact reference, um, but I know that, that, that what he said was biblical, right? Mm-hmm. If I can yep. clearly point to a place or a moment in which I know it's biblical, then then that opinion can be... Um, it's on its way to becoming godly advice. Let's, mm-hmm. let's put that. I'm not going to say it solely is because how many times has scripture been abused in history? So much. Yeah. For sure. Um, I, I'm not even going to get into it. That'll be, that'll whole, start a whole another fight. So uh, not that we fought before, but um, okay. So that would be the first one is mm-hmm. your opinion is not the spirit. Um, second, your experience is not their experience. Okay. And what I mean by that is um, we so often pull our own experience into what we're going to give them. Mm -hmm. So let's take the relationship example. Um, Your friend turns to you, hey, what do you think I should do about this person that likes me? And immediately, without you even realizing it, but we need to acknowledge it, immediately every good or bad experience you've had in a relationship comes to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And your opinion is shaped by that. That's good or bad. I'm not, I'm not saying either one, but we mm-hmm. need to acknowledge that all of that is 
um, definitely at the forefront of our mind. And the thing that we need to be careful of is assuming that they've had the same experience or that they will have the same experience. And I think that's, that's what's dangerous is when you assume because you've had a bad experience with something that they are also going to have a bad experience. No, sometimes it could be true. Like if you're talking about the same person and that person previously abused you or hurt you and, and it's literally the same person. Yeah. That's probably wise counsel to say, Hey, by the way, this, this person is like this, but if it's, uh, you had a really bad relationship with your father and they're asking advice on how to deal with their father, uh, you need to really note that those could be completely different relationships. Um, so obvious, I think, but, Definitely note right now I'm sort of creating the tension, right? And then we'll come with the solutions. But any other things you want to say on on things like, hey, just make sure you're checking this before we actually get to how to give. Good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So really your experience is not their experience. Your opinion is not the spirit. Um, how do you know you're doing it right? I'd say this is on the spot, right? So I'd say unless the person is in crisis, unless there's something that's emergent, then your goal should be not to tell them what to do, but to teach them how to think. Mm-hmm. Right? That, like the godliest counsel leads to discipleship. And discipleship is not just godly action, right? Discipleship is mm-hmm. godly following. And um, it's, it's not only knowing what Jesus said, but it's also obeying and it's also loving him. Mm-hmm. And, and all, you know, discipleship is this whole thing. And so I would just say, um, I think I forget the example I used earlier, but the whole like give a man what, what was it? Give a man give a uh, man a, a fish, fish and he'll eat for a day, teach a man to fish and he'll eat for life. Yes. So yeah. if if our goal as disciples is to be making disciples, um, and Jesus, the way he made disciples was to equip them by teaching them and showing them and living with them, not just telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we too should be like our master and we should seek to give advice in a way that causes them uh, to have the tools to think Mm -hmm. and to make that decision and be informed rather than just fixing the problem for them. And, and that's how you make sure it's not your experience, right? Because if this is godly, um, your, your opinions can only color it so much and your experience can only color it so much, right? Mm -hmm. Because if what you're teaching is a biblical system and, and this is really difficult to do, like this is something that you have to intentionally be doing as soon as a person starts asking you the question, yeah. especially if you know that they're seeking you for advice or an answer. Like you have to actively work in your mind to not be jumping to opinions and not be allowing those to affect your listening. Because even even as soon as someone asks you, should I date this person? And you're like, no, they shouldn't. You are shaping your perspective on how you're receiving the information, whether they're giving you background information. You know, it. I think the best thing to start off a conversation like this is just making sure you're understanding their context. Mm-hmm. You know, rarely are you going to be in the best place to give a response first. You should probably be asking a question back first. Yeah, questions are great. And, I mean, there's two major uh, fails that happen. One, you try to fix it, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we can say a lot of, you know, I, I speak to a lot of married people. Uh, the general sense is that um, most of the men... In relationships are fixers, right? Mm-hmm. They just try to solve the problem. Yep. Um, that's one big fail. The other big fail is that you're just a, you're just a listener, yep. right? Mm-hmm. You're there just to console and love and hug, and you're well, you're actually sort of useless besides just making them feel good, um, which you know uh, has its place, right? It's a spiritual gift actually to mm-hmm. comfort, 
and to, to help and heal in that way. Um, but that is not the end goal of, no. of mm-hmm. giving godly counsel, right? Um, so that's that's really good. The, the, there's two pitfalls there that yes, you can get sure. into. I'm sure there's more, but those are the two that come to my mind. And I think that's what is so helpful. Like we've even framed this with um, like a friend is coming to you. Like start practicing this with your closest friends because then if you mess up, if you give worldly advice that you're doing it with a safe place and a safe person and they can even give you feedback and be like, I don't think that's actually what scripture says. Or, you know, like I think that like I don't want us to be so afraid of doing it wrong. Like like you said earlier that we don't do it at all. And so to be able to practice in your seat groups and practice with your close friends is such a safe way to be able to grow in this where there's just grace upon grace and you just continue to get better with it. The more you mature in your relationship with Christ. Yeah. And I'd say as a, as a counselor, um, like me, as someone who counsels, um, oftentimes, and maybe this could be the most helpful tip for you today. I don't know. Oftentimes it's changing the question in the first place that, a 99% of the time, anytime I'm giving advice, anytime I'm counseling someone, I usually end up just changing the question that they're asking, right? And what I mean by that is they ask the question, do you think I should date this person? And I change the question to, well, what does God say about people that we date? Right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a different question. Or um, I change it to... Do, does God think you should date this person? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to get really blunt about it, or how do you think I should relate to my father? Well, how do you think I should respond to my father after he said this? The question is not, well, that's not the question to answer. The question to answer is what does God say about how we interact with parents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so hopefully that helps, but almost always the question needs to shift a little bit mm-hmm. to bring God into the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not and- shifting away. It's shifting to the heart of the question. Yes. And what I love about that, like the idea of, um, like teaching them versus telling them the answer is this idea of like, if I take the whole relationship example, if this one person they're asking about isn't their spouse, that means there's a good chance they're going to come across this question again with another person, or they're going to have the question of, should I be breaking up with this guy? And so when we are helping them to have a biblical lens to think things through, like God gave us brains that can have discernment, right? That we're able to grow in wisdom. And so when we're helping people have these lenses to see things through and to ask questions, we are setting them up to be able to make better decisions quicker in other times of life. Yeah. And and hopefully this actually just takes a lot of pressure off of you. Like you don't have to have an answer now. Actually, your answer is let's find the answer together, right? Mm -hmm. Because even if you know the answer, right? Like I know what God says about how to respect our parents, right? And I personally know what I believe about how that falls with how old you are. And if you're married, you know, all these things, like I I have a lot of experience with that. I, I know what my answer is. Um, but either way, the pressure's off me to give the answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help them find it for themselves. And, and if you are in this situation, let's say you're 18 years old and you're, like I said, in the, in the car with your friend, they ask this question. You don't know how cool is it you get to learn together because mm-hmm. all you have to do is say, my godly counsel to you is let's figure this out together. And then let's seek someone that might know, you know, let's, yeah. let's text Cody or Hannah or Regent and say, Hey, where, where would we find something like this? Mm-hmm. If, if it's a matter of parents, like where, where do I look besides Exodus 20? Yeah. You know, um, or, you know, send a question to the podcast, yes. click that link in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so do. yeah, you could do that. But, um, hopefully you don't feel that 
we've left you hanging, right? I, I want you to see that there's things you should check, like your motivations, your experience, your opinions. You should note that those are those things. Um, you should uh, be concerned of the spirit, right? So at least keep the spirit in mind in the sense of like, it should be in the forefront of your thinking of, mm-hmm. of wanting to do it well, right? Um, if you if you just, uh, you know, on the spot, if, if on the spot you just give advice and you didn't pray, you didn't seek, you didn't consider, um, there is a good chance that you didn't do everything you could do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, just think about what the question really is. You know, if, if someone's a believer, um, if they're a Christian, then it should not be hard to turn the question towards Christ mm-hmm. because that's who we follow. That's use the ultimate teacher, right? Good. Anything else on the spot for this? I just want to like dive in um, or at least narrow on one of the comments you just made there. You just mentioned prayer. And I think that has to be tied in with this, especially when we, the harder the topic gets, you know, it, you need to not just be taking this together, but upwards as well um, with that person. If it makes sense after you talk with them, you know, as you're diving in together, just saturate your life with prayer, saturate life with your, saturate your life with prayer on that topic. Something that's kind of challenging for me thinking about this. I cannot remember where I read this. I know it was in a book, um, but this one person was talking about talking with people and he, he, he was encouraging the reader of his book to pray while counseling. So like in a literal way, if I'm talking with Cody and he's like, I'm trying to decide if I go to Walmart to then hear that question and respond with Lord, help me understand why he wants to go to Walmart and what you think about that. And then, which is to me, it sounds extremely overwhelming and difficult, but like the heart and the mindset behind that, I think is really challenging. And that's really pushing against like your own motivations, your own opinions and trying to focus fully on what the Lord has for Cody. If he wants to go to Walmart. Yeah. And if, I mean, this is easier for some, Right. If you're not a strong-willed, opinionated person, you're probably way more inclined to pray about it as you go. If you're like me and you're just stubborn and blunt, um, you, you don't you don't rely on the Lord the way you should. Right. Mm-hmm. The Lord is just a a secondary thought <laughs> if you're not careful. So um, for some of you, this is easier said than done, yeah. and for others, this is like, oh yeah, like I'm just going to do that every time. And some for for others, it's oh I'm just going to sit back and pray the whole time and never tell them anything. Question. Yeah. We probably don't have time for it, but that's okay. Can we give godly advice to non-believers? What does it look like? Because the promises of God, like many of them are for his people, not for people that are not his people. Mm. And so what is like, what does this look like when a non-believing friend comes to you? They're a non-believer who wants to date a non-believer or they're a non-believer whose parents are non-believers. And so how do we engage with that? Ooh, you know what? Asking for a friend, of course, not myself. Maybe. maybe so if this was on the spot and we're just candidly talking, maybe next week's episode we should just continue this, but actually do the research and talk about it a bit more. Yeah. Maybe, maybe next week the topic is, can you give godly advice to ungodly people? Or, mm-hmm. you know... Um, can you give Christian advice to non-Christians, right? Yeah. yeah. However you want to word it. But, you know, let's do that. Great. Because then that'll be way on more the research. On-the-spot decision. 
Yep, on the spot decision. We will have a non on the spot next week <laughs> where we just actually talk about a topic that we've studied a little bit. That'll be great. We'll have scriptures. Yep. Um, like we've done with the lying topics and stuff like that, where we actually yeah. did some reading. So good. You know, let's end it there. I think that's a that's a good wrap up. If you have any more questions, once again, reach out to us. We'd love to answer those for you. If you're in the area and you're not checking us out on Thursday nights here at Coram Deo, Thursday night, 7 p.m. is our college ministry. We'd love to have you. Um, if you are a regular tender, we'll see you soon and uh, can't wait to see you again. I've just had a week off, so I'm ready to get back at it. Um, besides that, I hope to hear from you soon. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Well, I guess I got I to do the whole thing, right? Yeah, so come on, man. Just yeah. know uh, we love you and we're praying for you. And we'll see you next time.